Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Rag Tag Patriots. We are coming to you a little later today. We apologize for the lateness. We also would like to apologize for our guest, Karen Bracken. Uh, she's been traveling, and she's not going to be with us this evening. She has rescheduled for next Tuesday, where she'll be able to give us a lot more details on a couple of press conferences that are happening tomorrow. If you want to know more about those press conferences, you can go to childabuseintheclassroom.com. That's childabuseintheclassroom.com. Check that out. There'll be a live stream conference call. Women on the Wall out of Texas will be live streaming it. Um, There's going to be one in Indiana, and there's going to be one in Texas. So if you're tuning in, to hear the discussion about that, tune in to those two modes of uh, media tomorrow and you'll get the gist. And then come back Tuesday where we will have Karen Brecken and we'll discuss abuse in the classroom. All right, so this evening we're kind of throwing together some stuff, so we're just going to talk about some random topics. Uh, Bradley Chelsea Manning may stop by to discuss. <laughs> and uh, I, I last heard she was singing "Just a Swinging" by John Anderson. So we'll we'll ask her about her fascination with that. Anyway, Tammy has the first topic of the evening. So Tammy, take it away. I do. You do now. <laughs> well, well, well. I have, you know, I don't know. This is about education, but I was. Looking earlier, uh, one of our local um, sort of, um, she's not really a Hollywood star or anything, but she's kind of, I don't know, Holly, uh, her name is Scotty Nell Hughes. She's kind of made a name for herself. Uh, Maybe it's infamous, but uh, she was kind of big in the GOP, and she was one of the ones that jumped headlong into um, the Trump train early on, even before May Beavers, and um, had worked for some t- some CNN as just a um, sometimes person, I forget what they call them, uh, when they just talk every once in a while. They're not a full-time yeah. employee. They're contributors. Yeah, she, she was a contributor. Uh, well, um, she is now alleging that she was raped by Charles Payne, initially raped by Charles Payne and then forced into a a two-year-long relationship. Now, she is married with children. Payne is also married with children. And um, it seems that she has gone through her second, she's on her third uh, representation 
uh, for this claim against Fox that she was raped and uh, forced into a relationship. Um, I guess she's kind of piggybacking on the the alleged abuses there. And I think she was probably there from 14 to uh, 13 to 17, I believe, year 2017. But Fox had suspended Mr. Payne probably for about six weeks, maybe a little bit longer. I'd have to look at the calendar to see. While they investigated the allegations, and they have recently reinstated him because they found that it was a consensual relationship. And Mrs. Hughes would not turn over her emails or text to Fox News. So um, you know, I, 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 I kind of find it really hard to put any stock into her allegations of rape if she had a two-year consensual relationship with him after the alleged rape. How I perceive it is that she was trying to sleep her way to the top. Because according to all the news outlets that uh, I read the story on, it was basically she was in this relationship because she was promised a contributor's contract and uh, guest appearances on various Fox shows. And everybody knows that Fox is the number one news network. So if you get on there, you're getting in front of a pretty good audience. And if you're received well, uh, i.e. Meghan McCain uh, and some others, you can land a, a regular spot in a contract. So, um, well, I, you was, know. It was also alleged that she did some work for CNN, and she kind of got wonky with CNN and tried to um, negotiate a position out of it. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, I... I know some women who have been raped, and, you know, it's a very serious allegation, but this one's not holding a whole lot of water for me, and I hate it. I hate it for the families, and I hate it for actual victims, and, you know, for someone to to accuse someone of that and it not be true, it's just, you know, it's bad. very bad. I'm assuming that criminally, the statute, is there a statute of limitations on filing the claim of rape? I don't think there's a statute on rape. Well, there used to be. There are in some. Uh, No, and these people were involved in the workplace? Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't believe there's any statute of limitations on that. Mm, I have to look it up. Because there were a lot of people that came forward that went through that stuff. Yeah, but they all went civil. None of them went criminal. I think there's a two-year. I think in New York has a well, two-year. Well, for limit. criminal, there very well, I'm sure is. But and I think she's trying to get a payday from Fox because at the end of the day, here's what's going to happen: Fox is going to Fox is going to uh, reach Look, a settlement with her, mainly to she make her go away. He was, she wasn't under duress to come into New York City to work for them. Sure. I'm I'm well aware. And she and you know, and there were times that she reported from the Fox studios here in Knoxville. Okay, first right. of all, let's just backtrack. You don't have 
Nobody forces anybody into a relationship, number one. Number two, nobody has a relationship for two years that's an illicit affair unless there is a desire to be there. You can't be forced into that for two full years. I'm sorry. Well, again, and, I, and I think... if you allow yourself to be forced into that, into that for two full years, uh, in order to be, you know, have your career, then you're just plain stupid. Well, I, I think I, I think basically what she was trying to do, uh, and again, for for women out there that have been truly sexually harassed, sexually abused, raped, um, or mistreated in any way, for that, you know, using sex, obviously our sympathies go out. But for those, and this is how it appears, that she was trying to use sex and this relationship as a way to further her career. And if that's the case, it is women like her, and and I'll go on record as saying this, it is women like her that give true victims pause about coming forward. Yep. Okay? It's just the way it is. Now, for anybody out there listening, well, if you, know, you are a victim... Keep in mind that there's a male at the end of every one of these cases. And may very well be. Either. May very well be, but he's not out there making the allegation. She is. So, let well, me say this. If there's anybody, not. <laughs> if there's anybody listening to this program that has ever been sexually abused, raped, molested in any way, please, please, please talk to someone you trust and reach out to law enforcement. Okay, do so privately, do so quietly. Reach out, talk to somebody. Because you need to hold those people accountable. Because if they'll do it to you, they'll do it to somebody else. Um, Yeah. And there is no, and on behalf of Ragtag, on behalf of me, on behalf of anybody on this call, none of us condone the rape, molestation, sexual harassment of any male or female. So if you are in that situation, please reach out and and get some help. If you want to, you can call our hotline uh, at Ragtag Patriots, and, you know, we can help you and guide you in the direction you need to go. So uh, now let's move on off this topic. It's kind of depressing. Sorry. (laughs) Next up. Well, I mean, she's she's going to end up with a payday a payday windfall. Okay, Fox is going to look at it and say it's cheaper just to go ahead and and pay out, as insurance companies say, it's the cost of doing business. Unfortunately, she's going to get a payday and move on. Uh, this will be uh, under pains. You know, he'll he'll have to deal with this. It's going to be out there. There's going to be no proof to it, but it's going to be out there, uh, unfortunately. And so, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of sad that people are willing to tarnish that and jump on the Well, bandwagon. you know what's going to happen, I think, in my opinion, is that there's going to be enough, if there's enough of this stuff that keeps going on, regardless of who's causing it to who and whether or not it's happened, uh, my point is that the courts are going to, I mean, there's going to have to come a time where we say, you know what, if you're going to make the allegations, be prepared to go into court, not just to settle. Well, because they're going to go. People are going to continue to take advantage of that. 
Well, of course, but civil a civil case is the the threshold to prove a civil case is a lot lower than a criminal case. I get that. I understand wholeheartedly. And at the end of the day, the courts their dockets are over overtaxed and overworked. And if another case can get settled outside of court and be done, the courts don't care. Yeah, they don't. So now I what's going to happen? Fox is going to have no, to clean No, the insurance house. companies are the ones that are going to care. The insurance companies, the companies don't care either. They're being sued. They don't care. It's the cost of doing business. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, insurance companies don't care. It's is cheaper on them. It's cheaper on them. What is that noise? Fabian, is there a drone about to do assassination attempt on you? No, it's idiots using a vacuum cleaner on a kitchen floor. Reminds me of what one of my bosses once told me that I could sell a vacuum cleaner to somebody that had a house with a dirt floor. You can use a vacuum cleaner on a hardwood floor. Sure, you can. Sure, you can. Well, you wanna... That's what they make Swiffers for. <laughs> well, I was once told by a particular person in politics. I could sell an anchor to a drowning man. Oh, yeah, you probably could. <laughs> okay, He's so... convincing that it was a lifeboat. <laughs> or a life vest. Uh, yes. Let us move on. Well, you know, I have I have often... I, I've often said this. I have a brother who has a criminal record the length of my arm and leg. And so I tell people I could sell an anchor to a drowning man, and he would steal it back and resell it. So, okay. Hillary, let let's talk about Hillary. Okay. Sorry? Now I know Jill. I know Jill has come out in support of Hillary, and oh, um, give us a break! You would do that to me on the upfront. You. She, oh, no. she has oh, come no. out oh, and no, said. Yeah, right. Okay. That she's yeah, I was sign, I'm part of the cruise crew, but I'd support Hillary. Sure. That she's go- she's going to support the petition. She's going to support the petition of Hillary to challenge the validity of, of this the election. 2016 election. I heard it tonight. Okay, so let me go ahead and just clear up any misnomers anybody may have about this election. First off, can anybody tell me how many elections happened in 2016? One. One? Wrong. No, no. Wrong. Well, I mean, I didn't pay any attention to all the, yeah, all the different uh, congressional um I'm not talking about the congressional. On, but there, were, there was a ton of them all over the country. Why? On election day, how many elections happened? Fifty. Fifty, yeah. Fifty. Yeah. Fifty-seven, to be exact. Okay. That's right. right. I saw that. Okay. That's if you don't count all the people that are running low in local areas. Oh my God! 
Yeah. I mean, let me explain this out to everybody. National elections. Let me explain this out to everybody. On election day in November, the presidential election, there are 57 states and territories that go to the polls. Each state is its own election. Each territory is its own election. You asked how many elections happened on that day. I did. There are 57. Federal or presidential elections. There are 57 different elections that happen on that day. But a lot okay. of people are not, they don't, they don't think that way. Doesn't matter if it's state, doesn't matter if it's federal, doesn't matter if it's local. It happened on that day in that state. Each state is one election. Each territory is one election. Now, there's a reason why this is important. Okay? She would have to challenge the validity of 57 different states. So, so let's pull out the old magnifying glass and take a look. The Constitution at some of doesn't have anything that even remotely comes close to challenging the election. That is true, because the Constitution doesn't address the elections only when they're supposed to be held. The reason it does not right. is because elections are left to the states, United right. States. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now... Here's why this is important. Did you get mad? <laughs> maybe, Don, maybe that's the. This is what Donald needs in order to get get an indictment against that woman. <laughs> Listen, you you all need to. Let's finish this point, and then I'm going to tell you why she's never going to be indicted. Uh, okay. Here here's the first thing. Okay. Let's start with New Hampshire. Let's go put a magnifying glass on New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. The election committee of New Hampshire has come out and said that there are many, many, many votes that are illegal in the state of New Hampshire. Now, does anybody know which way New Hampshire went in the presidential? They went for Clinton. It did go for Clinton. Yeah. If they invalidate those votes, and they've invalidated most of them. That's going to reduce her total. I get it. It puts Trump winning New Hampshire. Yep. Okay, (laughs) now... Now here's where here's now where go it to gets California. Here's where it gets real tricky. If you apply federal standards for elections, and there are federal standards in the Constitution, because it tells you who can vote in the Constitution. If you apply federal standards to the Constitution, then let's go look at some other states. Let's go to Nevada. Let's go to California. Let's go to Arizona. Let's go to New Mexico. Okay. Then you've got a problem because, yes, Hillary's going to have won California, but she's going to lose about 3 million votes. Okay. Yes, she most likely would have still won New Mexico. She's going to lose several thousand votes. Right. So – and the biggest thing, while this is all a big blowhole, here's why this is all a bunch of big blowhole. Once the Electoral College meets and the election is certified it's by good. by your Secretary of State mm-hmm. and the electors meet and vote, it is over. That's all sure. The courts 
do not have the authority to overturn the election. It would require it would require changes to the upcoming election, but let's talk about that. Sure, she's just trying to raise money. She is trying to raise if money. She if she was going to contest the election, she should have done it November 9th, not wait 10 months down the road and well, say, she conceded. oh. When she conceded, yeah. when she come out and conceded, that was it. There is That gave the clearance for all of the secretaries of state to certify and be done. She cannot go back now and say buyer's remorse because that's just not going to happen. Okay? Well, Al Gore conceded and he took it back. Al Gore conceded and took it back prior to the certification. Yeah. Once, once uh, what's her name would have certified the election, that would have been over. There was nothing he could have done in the state of Florida. But his challenge, and he messed up in his challenge. Okay. Had he challenged it a different way, he would have won. Just like if Bush had challenged a different way, if each one of them had flip flopped how they were challenging. It would have been interesting because this would have been a fight that went on for months. But the way Al Gore wanted to do things, Al Gore wanted to limit his to four counties. Right. Bush wanted Bush wanted all 67 counties. And what happened when you get down there and look? Had we used, had we used, and I say we the the electoral process, had they used George Bush's method of counting, he would have lost the election. No, Had they he used, won. They re, they recounted it, and he only won by five hundred and some odd votes. Actually, but he won he by one thousand five hundred and thirty-two. If you want to get technical, well, but the certification well, had it. Barbara, can I finish? Were you there? All right, I'm fine. Were you there? No. Did you no. deal with it for thirty-four days on about thirty-four hours of sleep over thirty-four days? No. no okay. No. So no. can I finish? Yes. Had the court in Florida ruled completely in favor of both of them, had they not done it the way they did it, we would have had a different result. Okay? Now, when the Supreme stepped in, here's why the Supreme stopped the recount. This is the only reason the recount got stopped. Because the Democrats went before the court and said, hey, we want to count four counties and that's it. Bush went before the Supreme Court and said, look, we're okay with recounting the four counties. To the whole state. We want to do all 67 counties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, here's why. There were probably 10,000, 12,000 military ballots that came in in the upper panhandle. were not included. That got thrown out. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was another 12,000 that came in that were overseas that never even made it to our shore. Now, Gore knew that those would go heavy for Bush. Okay, so they did their damnedest to get those tossed. But let me tell you all a little secret. And this is probably the biggest kept secret in United States elections. Very rarely does the military vote ever count. Very rarely... Does absentee ballots count? Why? I want people to let that sink in. Very rarely do those votes ever well, get Well, it makes perfect sense 
because the Trump admin, the Trump campaign uh, campaigned heavily on voting early. Yes, they did. Registering and, they won. and doing they early, won early voting. voting. They won early voting big time. Trump also won the military ballot four to one. And that's in the primaries. That ain't even counting the general. In the general, it's more like 13, 14 to one. In the primaries, the Trump, yeah, the well, Trump people. Yeah, well, let's see if he can keep up. I'm sorry? I just said let's see if he can continue to keep up. Um, his approval what? ratings in the military right now are, are near 80%, so I'm pretty sure he's good. Uh, when he announced today that they were going to wipe North Korea off the face of the earth if they keep on, Whoa. Benjamin Netanyahu mm. was hilarious. Yeah, I think oh, I yeah. He was. He was. He wasn't hilarious. He was serious. Did you read his tweet? I thought he was so. having an orgasm. <laughs> so. Did you read Netanyahu's tweet after the fact? I didn't. What did it he say? He stated that he, for all the years that he has been a part of the UN, that that was the, the, the largest show of strength that he has ever witnessed in a speech there. Well, I'm going to tell you, Trump hit that one out of the ballpark. And well, no, whoever wrote the speech for him did. <laughs> okay, oh. first of all, let me let me explain something. And and this is this really gets under Sorry. my nose because I hear I this all the time. I understand that I believe that's how he feels. I'm not saying I don't First of all, the speechwriter doesn't have to deliver the damn speech. I Okay. No, I, Okay, listen, I always know that I get under your tail feathers because if I say anything that even remotely doesn't, you know, put Trump on a pedestal, that there's really? a problem. Okay, stop. Anybody on this call? Wait, 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 wait. I believe Anybody? you did a great job today. Jill, hang on. Anybody on this call, was I a Trump supporter during the primaries? Nope. No. No. Absolutely, I was not. Okay, even into the general. Because you know what? My job as the host of this program was to not have people know exactly where I stood. Privately, a lot of these people knew where I stood. I couldn't stand it. Okay. Trump supporters. No, no. Okay, so to say I want him on a pedestal has nothing to do with that. What it is is that a president walked into a hostile body today. He took a bunch of words that could have been delivered very lackluster, and he made a point. And he did. Oh, he, he delivered made more than speech. one point. He I just delivered. Hope he hasn't ruffled the wrong feather. I don't give a damn whose feathers he ruffled, and I'll tell you why. Because we are the United States of America, and if you don't like us, kiss our ass. And no, that's the I'm way we need to look about, at it. Period. I'm talking about the whole Rocket Man thing. I thought I don't that care. Was- Listen, Matter of fact, I thought it was hysterical. I loved it. I they should it have played great. Rocket Man. They should have played Rocket Man by uh, Elton John as he was walking out like a boss. <laughs> Look, quite frankly, if he would have been handled by Bush and Obama, we wouldn't be at this prefaces that we are. And I'm going to agree right there because I said well, like very clearly. Back to them. I said very clearly in 2002 when we were all on that teleconference. I said very clearly that the axis of evil, which North Korea was the second one on the list, that we needed to go after them all. And that the only way we were going to eradicate these little terroristic bastards was to kill them. 
And guess what? Prophetic words. But you've got people like, excuse me, President Bush, who truly was and is a compassionate conservative. And he did truly want to see the best in people. Then you have Obama, who had his head so far in the sand, he couldn't see the people. And he thinks that the entire world is kumbaya, and they're going to love him because he relaxed everything. And then you have another guy that comes in here. He's a pragmatist. He's from New York, like it or not. Okay? Listen, I'm not hip on New York presidents, but I'm going to give you this. Thank goodness that that man is in the White House right now because he's doing what no 16 of those others could have done. Period. Yeah. Period. He, because he even not Ted Cruz, Party. Ted Cruz would not have handled things the way they're being handled now. And as much as President Trump is crass, it's about damn time that somebody got that way. And it's about damn time that somebody said, you know what, I'm not here to represent the world's interest. I'm not here to represent anybody else's interest but the United States of America. And while we're at it, the United Nations sits on prime real estate, and if you want to get on board, great, come on, pay your way. Otherwise, we're going to cut the funding and kick your ass out. And let's see how many times you go meet in the Sudan. Won't happen. Yeah. So not, only that, not only that, when he when the United Nations meets in New York, it is the biggest cluster. It's like uh, the president coming to your city uh, all day secret, long during rush hour. The Secret Service calls it the Super Bowl of their year. Anytime mm-hmm. the United Nations meet. Let me explain to you how that works. There is a nine-block cordon around the United Nations, Okay that it is lockdown city. Most of your dignitaries, including ones from countries that we don't like, they're not allowed to leave that nine-block radius. If they do, and y'all listen to this, if they do, the United States will assassinate them. Wow. They will suspend suspend posse comitatus, and they will blow their asses away, and they know it. They absolutely know it. Especially now that Trump's in office. Run that by me again, do what? There's a nine-block radius of around the United Nations. When dignitaries come, including ones that we're not friendly with, because there's a lot of people in that building right now that we're not friendly with, okay. they are under, they are diplomatically protected in that nine-block radius. The United the United States will make take no action towards them. If they try to get outside of that zone, if they get outside of that zone, the CIA will assassinate their ass. Posse comitatus will be suspended, and they will blow them to kingdom come. Okay. Is that every day, or is that only when the president is in the Oh, no, that's every day. When the United Nations is in session and all those people are here, a lot of people that normally wouldn't be let into the country are let in. And okay. they have a – they have a the Secret Service doesn't do the majority of the protecting. That's one of the, that's one of the misnomers. It's actually the diplomatic security team from the State Department. The Secret Service just oversees it. Now, there are several people there that have Secret Service details that are there. Nikki Haley, she has a Secret Service detail. Um, The president, obviously, when he's there, uh, the vice president, uh, several others have Secret Service details. But it's mainly the diplomatic corps that handles most of those. The Secret Service does do the perimeter along with the NYPD's uh, special teams because they've got a 5,000, I think it's 5,000 cops, that whenever the UN's in session, that they're assigned to a special team 
They don't know where they're guarding. They don't know who. They don't know when. They know nothing until the day before their assignments. Well, you know, Trump's got to have a love-hate relationship with that organization to begin with because of the whole world, new world order business. That came down as a result of the creation of the U.N., and everybody knows it. It's the new world, the the new world order. To do, what he believes that the good it's supposed to do is outweighing, you know, people's fears of a global, uh, you know, takeover and all this other nonsense. Well, the new world order actually started with the European Union. didn't start with the United Nations. The concept of the new world order actually was implemented when the creation of the uh, European Union. Which was and, in what year? Oh, holy mackerel. It depends. If you're talking about the most you know popular... what decade it was? If you're talking about the most popular one, when, when it came about in the 90s, then it would be the 90s. But the actual European Union was conceived long before then. It was actually conceived before the United Nations when it was still called League of Nations. So the European Union as a whole actually predates the United Nations. So... Again, you know, let's let's talk about it the way it is. And when you see the rise, when you when you see the first full rise of the one world government, as spoken about in biblical times, it will come out of the European Union. The European Union is where it will rise from, and then it will coalesce because the United States won't exist at that point. So, anyway, that's a religious topic for another time. But the 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 delivery of his speech today, I think it set the tone for how he's going to deal with the United Nations. Truthfully, I would have loved to have seen President Bush tell him to get on board or get the hell out, but he never would do that. Yeah. Okay, and Obama mm-hmm. spent too much time kissing their butts. Mm-hmm. United Nations needs to be kicked out of the United States. I so agree. Is he or is he not out of the Paris deal? Well, from, from what I gathered when I when I called about it, because when I first saw that story, I've seen I was it. Living. I've seen it both ways, so I really I don't living. know. That's why I'm asking. Well, from the way I understand it, and the way the Trump campaign come out after it, I think they're out. Yeah, even Huckabee, um, Sarah Huckabee, said that you know the White House has not changed its position. Well, what you've got, a lot of this is coming from the State Department, and it's only going to be a matter of time before they shake that department up, because the State Department is doing a lot like, uh, who was the one under Reagan that ended up getting fired? Oh. He was in there after um, Kissinger. Yeah, that's it. No. Yep, Ed Meese. Meese, Ed Meese. You know, they're trying to run they're trying to run policy from the State Department instead of running policy from the White House. And Tillerson fully wants us in the the Paris climate accord. Oh he does. Yes. So that crap's coming out of the State Department. Just like uh Mattis has said that anybody that's currently in the military that's transgender can still re enlist. So if they're in and their contracts are up, they can still reenlist. So huh. that's a direct. That's a direct. Uh, now the catch to that is that the Secretary of Defense does make that policy. 
with the guidance of the White House. And I'm assuming that the White House, when they put the lockdown on transgenders in the military, they probably just said, let the ones that are in there go ahead and serve. Because there's not that many in there. If you hear the LGBT people say it, they say there's five to 10,000 in there. I don't think so. Because being around a lot of military people, they don't accept that crap. And they would have made those individuals DOR. Yeah. So... I don't I don't see them accepting that. Just like the whole deal with gays. Uh gays to this day, even in you know, with the exception of maybe the Navy, are not accepted. And if military members well, find I, out I beg to differ with that because there is a gentleman who appeared on stage with Ted Cruz, um, along with a firefighter and like he may have, and the but I guarantee you, he was military, his, and when he came back from doing his, his service overseas, he was brought into an office by a lesbian officer who okay. asked him what his stance was on gay marriage. And he'd been mm-hmm. overseas for however long, okay? And when he said that he believed in traditional marriage, he was released from his duties, and okay. they took his pension. And did you happen to catch what you said? A lesbian officer. It is not accepted. Now, if you have an officer, you got a hard time if you're an enlisted person. But if you're an officer above them, you can take care Why of them in the military. Why would they in an officer's position to give them that kind of leverage? That's crud. And you and I both know it. He I'm just telling you that as a general... from the federal government military because of his Christian beliefs. Well... I'm about you're talking about the Air Force guy, and I'm about willing to bet that there's a little more to that story, because from what I gathered on that story, what I heard from the Military Times was that he had gotten involved in some stuff overseas, and he was basically told, you know, you're not going to re-up. Now, whether that's fact or not, I don't know, but I can tell you this. I can tell you that in most units, if you're found out to be gay or lesbian, they will get you out. They don't want you in there. Now, the Navy, slightly different story. Most people know that the Navy, and this isn't a joke. I know we crack jokes about the Navy. But most gays will enlist in the Navy because it's more widely accepted in the Navy than it is the other branches. High quarters, too, baby. High quarters. Well, it ain't so tight, I guess, after they get done with the quarters. But. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this, call, this, call may be, this call may be recorded for quality purposes. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help that. Uh. All right, so next topic. And, and there's there's been a bunch, but... Uh, so has anybody seen the meme? There's a book out there, you know, Hillary's book. It says, what happened, Hillary Rodham Clinton? And then beside it, there's a book that says they have uh, edited off what happened, and it says, I happened. And then below it's a big picture of President Trump smiling. <laughs> I didn't see that. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, I saw that this morning, and I was sitting in some very boring meetings that were getting on my nerves. And I was just gl- glancing through for funny stuff, and I busted out when I saw that. Anyway, so next topic up. Ooh, biscuits and gravy. Squirrel. 
Next up topic is by Barbara. Go, Barbara. What? You have the next topic. I don't have a, I don't have a topic. Well, hey, I'll I, tell you what. How about this? Today, I can say socialism leads to anguish. He ain't lying. However, crony capitalism leads to distrust in, distrust in government leading uneducated people back to socialism. That is a quote so, from one of my friends and fellow cruisers. Huh. I don't know what's more shocking. Okay. That you found a quote or that okay. you have friends. Okay. I think you're funny. Uh, ha ha. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I have a okay, story have here. A... Oh. Hang on, Barbara. You didn't lost your your place. So I'm oh. on one of these clickbait. <laughs> I'm on one of these clickbait sites that people such as Tricia and uh, our good friend Jill like to post from. So oh, please, gonna, I do not. I'm going to read a story from Clickbait website called the, the Conservative Tribune. Okay. And it is a clickbait site. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Flyover country, Bible Belt, Middle America, coastal elites, and liberal cities have all sorts of terms for red states. But they all seem to convey one message. Conservative areas of the country are somehow backward and should be avoided. That's the impression one California writer had about America's heartland. Leah Singer never imagined that she would end up in Trump country. But when she moved to Indiana not long ago, her entire perception changed. In an editorial piece published last weekend in the Indianapolis Star, the author sent a clear message to liberal friends back in California IA and throughout the country. You might be wrong about red states. I used to say I'd never moved to a red state, and then I did, and it's changed my life for the better, Singer admitted. As a, quote, California girl, end quote, the writer explained that the left-leaning West Coast sees itself as a bastion of diversity, but Singer hinted that it was less of a paradise for anybody who didn't parrot the liberal talking points. I was raised in California, where we like to believe diversity is applauded and opportunities abound. She explained, in many ways, California's blue state bubble can be a very safe place to live if you subscribe to the popular liberal politics. In other words, it was diverse only if you thought and talked the same as everyone else, which kind of defeats the point. Regardless, Singer was a bit apprehensive about starting her new life in a conservative region. Over and over, I was questioned about why I would ever leave the Golden State for a, quote, flyover, end quote, red state. This phrase alone troubled me, an implied perception that one flies over the Midwest just to get to their east or west coast home, she stated. Like sheltered people naively, naively asking about a faraway land they've only vaguely heard about, the writer's west coast friends had a lot of curiosity about how things were in America's heartland. As I settled into life in the Midwest, I heard the same assumptive questions. Did everyone you know vote for Donald Trump? Are there African-American, Jewish, Asian, LGBTQ people in Indiana? Do people make fun of you for listening to NPR, Singer recalled. The coastal transplant quickly realized that her past impressions of conservative America were nowhere near the reality. As I got to know my new Midwest home, I realized how living in a bubble and subscribing to the middle America stereotype is truly damaging to this country. Never does one ask how the Indiana public schools provide many opportunities that have been cut from California's public schools because of one budget crisis after another, Singer continued.
Never does one ask about the low cost of living that is allowing us to pay off the mountain of debt we accrued in California. And never does one ask about my fellow community members who are running successful businesses, enriching the city's arts, and making a difference for local environment. She noticed something that enlightened coastal liberals often ignore. Places such as California may not be as truly diverse as they pretend to be. Southern California is diverse racially and religiously. It really is not with respect to class or working poor, the writer revealed. This is especially the case in San Diego County, where it's becoming more difficult for middle-class families to own a home or afford rent, with 41% of homeowners and 57% of renters spending 30% or more of income on housing, all while income stays stagnant, according to the San Diego Regional Chamber of Commerce. In simple terms, many places in liberal enclaves have become so expensive to live that economic diversity is a thing of the past. It's a bit like pretending that a gated community where everyone is a doctor or lawyer and drives a BMW is diverse. Different racial boxes may be checked, but it's all a bit boring. In the end, Singer's positive experience with the Midwest helped her realize that many coastal elites purposely bury their heads in the sand when it comes to real diversity within the United States. How many of these people travel within their own country to get to know the other? Why travel the globe? but not make an effort to get to know your Midwest neighbor, the author asked. Living in Indiana, I now have an understanding of America I did not before. I wish more people living outside the middle took time to get to know the others living in a few states away. I did, and I'm a better person because of it, she concluded. She may not completely realize that Bissinger has stumbled upon an important fact. Liberal obsession with diversity often shuns true multiculturalism a variety of opinions, thoughts, and political stances, and instead focuses on the feel-good categorization of irrelevant traits like skin color. In many of the most important ways, conservative areas of the country are advancing while liberal neighborhoods face major problems. Thankfully, people like Singer are having their eyes open once they actually escape their bubble, and they're realizing what conservatives have known for decades. Small-town America might be onto something after all. Why is that relevant? Because I think that it's truly True. correct. It's truly correct. I've been to liberal bastions, and I can tell you they are the most undiverse people in this country. And whereas we may not be as diverse as California, we may not be as diverse as Washington, D.C., or you know any of these other Boston you know, the East Coast libtards. But there is one thing right. about... Libtards. Well, you can't help it up there in Delaware. <laughs> I'll take your uh, part. The, uh, <laughs> the issue that we have, if you look at, and, and Texas and Florida and Tennessee, even that gateway state, Indiana. Watch uh, yourself, buddy. Well, you know, only good thing comes out of Indiana is corn. That's not true. Uh, it really is. That's well, not true. Well, you know, Tennessee sent she you guys a... She wrote that from Indiana, so don't use her platform unless you're going to acknowledge the state, Ten- my dear. Ten- I am going to acknowledge the state. Tennessee <laughs> sent you all... Tennessee gave you the ability to win a uh, National Football League championship with Tennessee's own Peyton Manning. Okay, enough said. Now, uh, on a serious note, 
if you look at how all of our southern states work, when Why there's a problem. Why do take it back to sports? <laughs> when, well, you know, you guys used to have a good basketball team, but people got smart and stopped going there. Well, how about this one? Speaking of California, California lawmakers approve sanctuary state. Well, that's going to get them about as far as the United States Supreme Court, and they're going to get smacked for that one. But yeah, but how is the how is the, the Supreme Jill? Court going to overrule the state? Can I finish Wait, my point? My well, that's actually going. Well, hang on. Let me finish the point I'm trying to make about diversity in the Midwest. And that is, yes, we all have our own differences. Yes, we have our own belief systems, and sometimes they don't correlate with each other. But you let something happen, and we will come together, and we will solve the problem, and then we go back to living our lives. And it doesn't matter if you are gay, straight, white, black, red, orange, green, blue, purple, indigo, or violet, just to go ahead and put all of the rainbow in there. Uh, I agree. I when agree. you need help, we get stuff done. And you don't see that. I didn't, even during Hurricane Sandy. You know, when people went up there to help with that, you know, if they didn't have a union card with the Red Cross, they were being turned away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my son-in-law complained about doing line work up there. And and I will also tell you, I will also tell you that somebody put a picture out today. It's not exactly accurate, but it's close, where they show eight somebody holding eight cents in their hand, and it says for every dollar that's donated to the Red Cross, eight cents goes to the people that it's donated for. The actual number, as released by the Red Cross themselves, is 11 cents of every dollar. So, just food for thought for the next time you want to press that little button to donate 10 bucks to the Red Cross. I don't. All right, Barbara, take your topic away. Okay. Um, as Jill brought up, um, yeah, California legislatures over the weekend passed a uh, bill to uh, make California a uh, sanctuary state. And the bill now sits on Governor Moonbeam's desk, which I'm sure he'll sign because he has a few illegals cutting his grass. Um, Jeff Sessions really ripped him a new one today, um, saying that, you know, he cited the recent death of 23-year-old Esquivel, I think that's how you pronounce it, a community volunteer in San Francisco killed by two illegal immigrants who tried to rob him. Now, a federal judge on Friday in Chicago ruled that he... I would take that the sessions can't withhold public grant money from sanctuary city. Well, with all due respect, Your Honor, that's federal grant money. And Congress approves that money. Or not approves it. Not just sessions. So, you know, for California to do this, it is just... If they want to break off from the rest of the 49 states or 50 states, let them do it. I, I mean, you know, their debt over to Mexico and let them have them. They're putting their own citizens in jeopardy 
they don't care, obviously. <clears throat> They're you know what? The, 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 here's the hypocrisy about it, Barbara. They're passing a law which allows them to break the law. They have no regard yeah. for the law. That's what these people that are in these positions, I don't care if it's a local judge or a federal judge, they ought to, every last single one of them ought to be disbanded or barred from ever serving in their position again because they are passing a law to break the law that's already well, existing. The Supreme Court's going to smack it down. And here's how it's going to happen. How does the feds overrule the state? Well, I'm getting ready to tell you. These are sovereign states. Shall I tell you or? Sure, go ahead. Keep going around in circles. (laughs) Okay, two things. One, federal money is exactly that. Federal money and the feds can attach any strings they want to, i.e. common core. Okay? So, that judge is wrong. And notice they went to Chicago to get that ruling. Oh, yeah. I don't see them coming to a Tennessee court to get that ruling because they wouldn't have got it. Yeah. But here's here's how it's going to work. The appellate court's going to look at it. The appellate court's going to rule that the feds can withhold money for whatever reason. Now, here's why the law is not going to work. That law that they passed is in direct contradiction not only to the California Constitution, but it's in a direct consti- contradiction to the United States Constitution. Yeah. Okay? You cannot pass a law in any state that is contradictory to your own state constitution. But more importantly, you cannot pass a law that is contradictory to the federal constitution. Well, then what in the world would possess a federal judge in that state to do it? Um, I think because he just he made... Probably. He's, he's a leftist, and he made the ruling... Um, I don't know who the judge is, but I know that the Chicago area federal bench is one of the most overturned first-level courts in the country, second only to the California court. Uh, and the of the appellate courts, the Ninth Circus is the most overturned court in the country as far as appellates go. Um, so I think that's going to play out. The Supremes are going to pick that up. As a matter of fact, if you look at the ruling that the Supremes gave to allow Trump's travel ban to go into effect, they're basically acknowledging that the president and the feds have sole control over how you deal with immigration. Yeah. Okay. So you're not gonna they're not obviously. gonna be able to grant they're not gonna be uh, yeah, able to grant obviously. sanctuary city status or sanctuary state status to uh, because feds feds overrule state authorities any day, especially with law enforcement. And if I were Sessions, I would order the Border Patrol. I would order ICE and any other federal agency. I'd make, I would require that law enforcement officers utilize 287G, round them up, ship them out. Okay, my cousin, first cousin from California, I wrote to her and said, apparently a judge in California passed a law to make the entire state a sanctuary state. I think it is high time you leave there because as soon as all of the illegals get wind of this law, they will be flocking to California. And she wrote back to me, I know, I can't leave yet. I have three more years until I can retire. It's <coughs> me, trust me. I don't want to be in this state. This state sucks to live in. People are rude. They steal. They don't care about anything or anyone. It's not a good state anymore. 
Now, this is yeah. a girl who was born and raised and has lived all of her life in California. Yeah. I mean, I visited by myself. I went there in 1978 on a vacation for two weeks. You think I could do that now? No. I, mean, uh-uh. I wouldn't. By yourself? No. Uh-uh. No, no way. <laughs> Northern no way. California is a beautiful place. Northern California is a beautiful place to visit. Matter of fact, I want to take my family out there to visit the Redwoods. They are absolutely beautiful. If you ever get an opportunity to go see them, you should go see them. Um, and unfortunately, by the way, people are damaging them. I cannot believe people are damaging those. But uh, most of California are miserable cretins, and they deserve what they get. All right, final topic of the evening goes to Trish. Go with your topic, Trish. Okay, this is about super volcanoes. Now, wait a minute. Now, hold on a minute. Uh, just so you all know, Trisha got smart. She realized that I've called on everybody this evening. And <laughs> the other day, we talked about these super volcanoes, and she has been ready for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, go, Trish. These are about super volcanoes that are in regards to North Korea's setting off missiles. And there are 21 total super volcanoes that can go off. Now, explain why that's an issue with North Korea launching missiles. (laughs) I'm trying to, are you talking about these super volcanoes like throughout the whole world or in one particular area? What? Well, there's only, yeah, there's only 21 total. Okay. There How many are, of them are affected by North Korea? What? If if North Korea is launching missiles, okay, there's a concern about these super volcanoes. Why is it an issue? Why the, why the concern? And how many would be affected? Well, didn't they call okay, the first one of them, the nuclear test? They're setting off. Quick. The ones that are closest to there are... Guam, Japan, there are one, two, I see two that are in, are there in Japan. Okay. Uh, Indonesia is uh, questionable. I could see their concern. Yeah, I could see them. Russia. So, in other words, people think that if they land in that general vicinity, it would set them off? Well, we set off. It's a rumble from the missiles being set off and going through the air. It affects the water. Yeah, in World War II, we set off one when we bombed Japan. The sonic. Yeah, the sonic. uh, The sonic boom. Yeah. The last one he did registered on the Richter scale. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Yeah, it, it's um. They're they're trying they're endangering. Not the whole world, but a majority of it. Because it would be it would make like a chain reaction. When one goes off, it's going mm-hmm. to settle, another one is close by. So bring a fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Well, I mean, if you look at everything that's going on, we have floods. 
waves caused by the hurricanes. We have fire, wildfires out in Oregon and California. Four days, Jill, four days. That's all you have to wait, four days. Four days. Are you talking about the, the, the religious nonsense about the world ending on the 23rd? When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, then time shall be no more. I said something about that. Oh, that and was that was based on that was based on some guy who thought that there was going to be a planet or a, that was going to crash into the, the well. It is the true that the, what what they're claiming about the planets lining, lining up with Virgo and all that stuff that happens every twelve years, right? Okay, and they make this same prediction. It's always September the twenty third. But, but when they write their for, stories about it, they talk like it's been like it only happens once every nine hundred years or right, something like right. that. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. On, uh, on behalf of Trisha and Pat and Jill, you know, we are going to, you know, I'm just going to wait till the 23rd, the morning of. I'm going to call a conference call, and I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start singing. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more. And the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on that other shore, and the I roll have is a called up. Sept- to share with you. And when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there on September the twenty-third. When the I roll- got a little secret to, to tell you. No, Jill. What? I, and my name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. I how about yours? Um, the, <laughs> secret, the secret to not worrying about time anymore is called retirement. I don't need it more. Not- or what other people call that early termination and just can't find another job. <laughs> oh, baloney. Don't you even go there with me. So at my job today, well let me end the and let me end the recording. Okay. We want to thank everybody have, for what? We having a special call on Saturday night. <laughs> Are we supposed to? It's the twenty third, I mean Ooh, that's right. It's the twenty third. Okay. Hey, listen up, audience. First of all, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. And if this is our last episode, okay? Yeah, God bless y'all. We'll meet you on the other side. Jill, if, if, if we are raptured on the 23rd, Jill will be here next Tuesday to take care of you. Okay? I love you, too. Okay? Make sure you send her all the signing information, I told baby. you my name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. I, I will. Well, I, you know, I heard now, it got scratched. Why would scratch- you do that? Why would you say that? That's not a good witness. I heard it got scratched out. <laughs> I, heard Saint Peter, I heard St. Peter said, look, we got to make some corrections, folks. There who's you this, go. Who, See, you who's keep on, Jill? You think you've got the inside track to everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, for those of us that are bought and paid for by the blood and written in the Lamb's Book of Life, in case we you don't see a- you again, see ya. And Jill Amen. will be here Tuesday to run the show. Now, or hey, wait a minute. No, actually, it could be Barbara and Mark. <laughs> Notice he doesn't put himself in that little group. Oh, baby knows, he, baby knows he's been bought and paid for since he was 12 years old, sister. Well, try I got nine. I was nine, my dear. Now. Nine. Okay, Jill. Okay, Jill. Jill's going to be bringing up the I haven't even gotten to double digits train. yet. Okay, so whoever's here next Tuesday, Barbara, Mark, <laughs> you know, we don't know. Only you know if your name, you know, instead of only you can prevent wildfires, only you know if you're in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
Um, if you're not, please tune in next Tuesday for <laughs> Tribulation Ragtag Radio. <laughs> Say amen. Okay. Can I get an amen? Amen, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's some good preaching right there, good preaching. Anyway, we want to thank everybody for tuning in <laughs> and joining the call. We uh, we do invite you, if we are still here, to come back next Tuesday. If we aren't here next Tuesday, well, good luck with the new host. I don't know that they'll be as entertaining as this current roundtable. <clears throat> On behalf of the Ragtag Board of Directors and the Executive Director, I'd like to say have a good night, everybody, and tune in next Tuesday, if we're here, for Karen Bracken. And even if we're not, she may be here because she supports May Beavers. Anyway. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.